Hey everyone, welcome back to Not Another Wellness Podcast. This is Natalie Dellinger, your host, and excited to share a little bit about things you can think about as you prepare for baby to come. I've done a lot of talk about preparing for labor, but there's another side to having a baby, which comes when you actually bring this baby home and then need to clothe the baby, have diapers for the baby, feed the baby, carry the baby around in some capacity, and you need some things for that. You definitely don't have to go crazy. I think you've got to keep in mind when you're making a baby registry and you're looking at all the baby stuff that the baby industry is a multi-billion like dollar industry. There are so many baby products on the market. It's very confusing to navigate through what you actually need. And so the my best tip for this is to speak with another mama Listen to podcasts like this one where I'm going to break down the things that you actually need and then what process you can go about to creating a registry and not making sure you don't get anything you don't need, don't want, or is not something that you're actually going to use because um, it's just not an essential item. So for me, I found this process really confusing. It was the middle of the pandemic. I had no moms to talk to in person about it, and I just felt like, wait, do I even need any of this stuff? Like why are there so many things that you need to have a baby and how am I ever going to afford this? When we found out we were pregnant, we weren't at a place financially that we wanted to be. We weren't necessarily prepared for the expenses of having a child. And so I was so relieved and grateful when I learned that actually you have a baby registry and then you have a baby shower and the people in your life who love you and are so generous will actually gift you most of the things that you need. And I didn't appreciate that before having a baby, before being in this position where I would go to a baby shower and not really understand the significance of it, but it's a significant cost to acquire all of these things new. You don't have to get them new. There's a great market for secondhand gear pretty much everywhere on the internet, on Facebook or Craigslist. Obviously, be careful with some of those transactions and make make sure you're buying from someone reputable. But the other amazing thing is just the generosity of moms in your community. I've acquired a ton of baby clothes and products from other moms who are ready to pass it on because their baby's grown out of it, they're done having children, or just didn't work for their child. So don't feel like you have to get it all up front, but also just be super grateful for people that actually want to throw you a baby shower, the women and men in your life who want to contribute to you in some way. And um, if you create a list for them and you've researched the things that you want, then you don't have to worry about getting stuck with things you won't use because that would just be a huge waste. So yeah, I just got to say the whole baby shower thing, I'm so grateful for that. We really, really, really needed the help at the time. So, all right, let's break down what you can even do to begin this process. So you find out you're pregnant, you get to the point where you're feeling ready and comfortable to share um, with other people. And then friends and family say, let's throw you a baby shower, or I'd love to get something for your baby. Do you have a baby registry? It's good to be prepared for moments like this. So you can Go to specific stores, Amazon, Target, Bye Bye Baby, and create registries within that store itself and then share a link out to your friends and family. Or you can go to a site called Babylist, 
which is kind of like a third party, kind of sits in the middle of all these big companies. And you can create a registry from wherever, any website on the internet, any baby store, or just go to the vendor directly and then encourage people to purchase that way. It also will show people who are interested in buying a gift for you all the different vendors that carry it and what the cost is so they can do their little research <laughs> to pick which one is um, the most affordable. So it's super cool. And when you log on to Babylist, you put in the day you're due, when you're expecting, um, maybe when your baby shower is, and they create this whole website for you where you can list all of your gifts, all the stores that are ab- available from, and then show your friends and family what you're looking for. You can also create cash funds for things like childcare funds or diaper funds. Or for us, we found a really great used jogging stroller, but it was still pretty expensive from Facebook Marketplace. So we put on our registry, if you wanted to contribute to the stroller, since we were buying it secondhand, that we would be very excited to receive gifts this way. It was super, super great. The only downside is that, um, I mean, unfortunately, Amazon is this big powerhouse, right? And so if people have Amazon Prime, they don't have to pay for shipping, but for some of the sites, they will. So that's just something with every registry, even for weddings. It's just there's really no way around it. And if you're one of the people that don't want to buy from Amazon, it's nice that Babylist gives um, other stores that you can choose from. Okay, so you're getting ready. Maybe you know the gender of your baby, maybe you don't, and but you get to choose the style and the color of things by putting things that you want on your registry, and then people will purchase them for you, which is just freaking incredible, and you can decide if you want to do like a gender-neutral color theme, or you want to go like all baby blues or pinks or whatever you want to do, and that way you don't get stuck with a ton of things that you don't want. When you go into Babylist, you can create, build your registry, and then it will give you their list of different blogs and things about different products that they've done the research for you. Bear in mind, there might be some like affiliate links to this, meaning the companies might be paying Babylist to make these. I'm not sure, but just do your own research outside of Babylist too. For example, the best breast pumps of 2021. They have a, I'm just looking at one of their articles and they talk through the different breast pumps that are available. Um, You definitely can get one of these through insurance if you're covered by insurance. So make sure you don't register for one if you can get a good one for free. I got a Medela or Medela breast pump for through my insurance and I think I only paid like $30 for it. So if that is the case, go to a site like Aeroflow Breast Pumps and put in your um, insurance information and they will verify with your insurance which breast pump is covered and, they, and then they'll send it to you for free. It's super cool. And then if you want to pay for something higher than what your insurance covers, you can also always do that out of pocket. Um, that was super helpful. So while we're on that topic. And then... Let's see, I'm going to go to a sample registry and start there. So here's another article though. Infant car seats, which one's the right for you? Formula, which one's right for you if you're deciding to do formula? So they they give you a lot of like rate breakdowns on this site itself. I would also just say maybe just check somewhere else too and um, you don't feel like you have to go by their recommendations. All right, so I'm going to build my registry. Let's see. And then I'm going to go to registry guides. 
And then sample registries. This is a really helpful tip. This is exactly what I did. They have registries by store. They have starter registries. They have registries if you have a really small home and or you're on a really strict budget or you're expecting twins or you are a minimalist and don't want a lot of things. Or let's see, a green baby registry is for people that are more eco-conscious. So let's click on, I'm going to go with green baby registry and then I'm going to kind of break down the things to think about. So here it breaks it down into different categories. We have nursery and decor. Most people are going to have a separate room in this country for their baby if they are privileged enough to have a separate room. And for a separate room, usually it will fit a standard size crib, which is probably the most common way that people sleep, have their baby sleep. Co-sleeping is a thing. You can look into it. Um, room sharing is a thing. And you get to choose what you want. We decided to build, we had an extra room. We actually moved when we were pregnant so we could have a room for the baby and we purchased a crib so that it could turn into a toddler bed when he was older. So we bought a convertible crib. I highly recommend that. So that way you don't have to buy two separate things in the future. And then you can do your research on what type of crib, what color, but basically make sure it's approved by, um, I don't know who would approve these things, but <laughs> make sure it's from a reputable source. And then you want to do your, your research for what type of mattress. You can go organic. You can go certified gold, green guard. I'm just looking at this like green baby registry. And then you want at least two crib sheets. And when you buy a crib and you have to buy the mattress separately, and then you're going to need sheets for the crib, they fit all standard cribs crib mattresses will the same sheets will work for all those unless you have a small space and you want to go for a mini crib that's another option for you your baby will outgrow it quicker but if you want to have the baby in your room with you for a longer period of time and a baby bassinet um, they'll grow out of that quicker than a mini crib so you can kind of straddle the difference there you can buy a bassinet if you want to or borrow a bassinet I think that's one of the things especially if you know a mom who's had a baby already the baby doesn't stay in the bassinet for very long. So you could borrow one and then get this mini crib option, which I think is great, or just transition baby into their own room whenever you're comfortable. So somewhere for the baby to sleep and you might need to if you're if you're gonna do um some kind of bassinet. I was totally spacing. We got a used bassinet from another mom that we knew and used it for like three months. And then we transitioned Bridger into his crib because we live in a really small place. And so his crib from our bed is probably like 20 feet away, even though it's in a different room where some people might have a bigger home or baby would be sleeping on a different floor. And at a convenience, you want to be close to baby for those first at least three months. Um, I know the Academy of Pediatrics recommends room sharing with your baby until they're one years old, but I've also heard a lot of people say it's not the best sleep for the whole family. So if you're, the room is close by and you can hear baby and you have a monitor, you shouldn't feel scared to have them out of your sight, but um, you get to make that choice. That's the great thing about this country. <laughs> um, okay. So we talked about crib, crib mattress, at least two sheets. The worst thing in the world is when the baby has a blowout in the middle of the night and then you have to change their sheet. You also want to get a crib uh, a, a mattress protector sheet. I know it's like, why do you need all these things, right? They should all just come together. They don't get a waterproof crib sheet and then put that on the mattress that comes and then put a sheet 
on top of that, just a regular cotton sheet. And then you can put, for easy change in the middle of the night, another um, waterproof mattress cover on top of your sheet and then another sheet on top. So basically, if the baby has a blowout in the middle of the night, you can take off those first two layers, the sheet and the waterproof sheet, and there's another set underneath. You don't have to worry about fumbling in the middle of the night. That luckily never happened to us. Um, we did have some time where Bridger spit up or peed and it like got everywhere, but luckily it was um, not the middle of the night when that happened. It was like during nap time. All right, so baby on the sleeping on the sleeping topic, we're going to talk about swaddles versus sleep sacks. There are so many different brands of swaddles and some babies love to be swaddled. It it reminds them of being in the womb and some babies really don't like it. There's also different types. You can go with ones that are Velcro. I would recommend ones that you can easily change the baby from in in the middle of the night. This is something we didn't think about and they sell Velcro swaddles that you can zip from the bottom up so you can easily change a diaper without unswaddling the baby. And that is a game changer. All swaddles should be able to be open from the bottom. So look for something like that. Just ease of use. You're not going to be taking your baby fully out and keeping them sleeping or happy. You just want to make it as easy for you as possible. We love the Halo sleep sacks. I'm sorry, the Halo swaddles. And then we did love the Halo sleep sacks later when we stopped swaddling Bridger. But usually babies are swaddled until they start rolling over, which is usually around three to four months. So every baby's different. But you want to get a few different kinds to see which ones your baby's like. I was not, I was not aware of how particular different babies could be, but they really are opinionated little creatures. So give them some options. And then that way you can decide to get more of the brand that they like. Try, um, just like shop around there and then what to wear underneath the swaddle, depending on the time of year that your baby is born, consider getting little onesies, either long sleeves or, um, short sleeves and then sleepers like zip up with little mittens. Oh, those are the best sleepers that zip up. Buttons are pain in the ass when you're changing baby in the middle of the night. Get the zippers, forget the buttons and long sleeves with the little mitten covers is great. So they don't scratch their face at night. We Bridger lived in pajamas that zipped up with the little mittens. Like it was just, yeah. Um, all right. So this registry is recommending a mobile <sighs> sleep safe sleep, uh, safe sleep experts don't recommend hanging a mobile over the baby's crib because it's a choking hazard, um, a suffocation hazard. Do what you want, but, um, just keep that in mind. I just don't think it's an essential thing. Uh, and you want the room really dark where the baby's sleeping anyway. So it's like, they're not even really going to see it. Okay. So we did the crib. Let's talk about the nursery in general or having a place to hold the baby's clothes in a room or in your room. You'll probably want to have um, sets of clothes wherever the baby's going to get changed. So we just had a little foldable like drawer thing. I don't know how to how you put it, like a little bin with baby clothes um, and extra of everything, extra onesies, extra swaddles, extra blankets for playtime and things like that available wherever we are changing their baby. And we actually didn't use the nursery for the first like four months because Bridger was sleeping in our guest room with one of us. But in the guest room, we had the little um, mini crib or uh, we had a bassinet and then we had a little thing to change him on, a changing pad. 
with a changing pad cover in case it got dirty. I would say you probably need two changing stations in your home if you want to be smart about it so you don't have to carry a poopy baby up or down any stairs or across the house in any way. We had one in where the Bridget was sleeping with diapers, wipes, um, lotion, and diaper cream, and then snacks for me because I was nursing and always hungry. Lara bars, have those at your changing station, not when you're changing poop, but just so you can grab it on your on your way out. And then you need to have some extra clothes there too because they will poop all over their clothes. It is just a thing. I don't know how the poop escapes the diaper. It always does. So you're going to be changing a lot of poopy diapers. And on that, on that note, we got two diaper pails because we had one in each location. Diaper pails are special garbages that keep the poop smell out of your house. They're super helpful. I would recommend getting ones like the Ubi, U-B-B-I, where you don't need separate types of trash bags for them. Some of them make it really complicated. Just use ones that um, easy to move around the house and then really keep the smell out. Um, what else do you do think about the nursery? Just a place to put some baby clothes, maybe a set of drawers. Um, and then don't, don't feel like you have to go crazy. You honestly don't even use the nursery for the first couple months. So you can do it as you go. All right, let's talk about on the go. This one really confused me when I was doing research. I didn't understand why there were so many types of car seats and what we actually needed and what we didn't. To break it down for you, your baby's born and they weigh what, like between five and maybe 10 pounds. You can get an infant specific car seat that is for little babies and it clicks into a base that you can put in as many cars as you have. And it's super convenient because when you get to your destination, you don't have to take them out of the car seat. You can just unclip the car seat from the base that's attached to the seat in the car and put them into either a stroller. Some of them click right into a stroller, which is super snazzy and easy, or bring them inside. Um, this was a game changer for us. It, Yeah, we got an infant car seat and it clicked into our stroller and to both of our cars. It was great. Once Bridger got grew out of it, which was for this specific seat we bought was around 30 pounds, we switched him into a convertible car seat, which takes baby from basically newborn age to when they're older and sitting in a booster. Um, super great to have a car seat that works, that's convenient when you have a newborn, and then also super great to have a convertible one that grows with your child. You might be like, I don't want to have two car seats. So if you're that person, you can just get the convertible car seat that works for little babies, but then when you get to your destination, you just have to take them out and put them in the stroller or wherever else you're going and totally your call. Um, that brings me to strollers. So there are so many kinds of strollers out there. Umbrella strollers, jogging strollers, car seat clip-in strollers, and bougie-ass strollers like do your own research on this, figure out what you want. We ended up going with a used jogging stroller and a new car seat click-in stroller. And yeah, I'm pretty happy with our decision there, but some people go and make sure that the stroller they purchase or the stroller they register for is compatible when their family might grow in size. This is not something I was thinking about, but might be something you're thinking about. So make sure the stroller you get um, works for two children if you want more than one or three. So you can go in so many ways with that. Okay. Other ways to carry baby. I found that Bridger was most calm when he was being carried by me. 
So carry or Adam carried on my chest. I had something called a Moby wrap, which is just a long string of fabric. I got this from Facebook Marketplace also. And you wrap it in a certain way and you tie your baby onto you and then they pretty much immediately fall asleep. Uh, they make harder covers. So one brand that we have is called Ergo Baby, but there's other ones that are a little more structured to them. They're easier to put on than the wrap and they have, they, they can, they work for heavier babies. I would say get two, <laughs> get the Moby wrap, get the one that's like fabric and then get the one that you can use for traveling. Okay. Speaking of traveling, you might find a time where you want to go spend a night somewhere. Maybe you're going on vacation. Maybe you're just staying at a friend's house. Maybe you're going to stay with the in-laws. You need some kind of travel crib that you can bring with you that folds up and you can put baby in a safe place to sleep wherever you go. They make so many different kinds of these. We went with the Graco pack and play, but they make even nicer ones. So when you get the travel crib, know that you're also going to need at least two sheets for it just in case there's an accident um but they also work as play yards when the baby's a little bit older so that's kind of nice that they're like a two-in-one thing okay moving on to feeding if you are deciding to fully nurse and breastfeed or fully formula or a little bit of mix and match you want to have bottles they're going to work even if you're fully breastfeeding, you want to be able to have help with feeding. So we introduced a bottle pretty early on and had no trouble with that. And Bridger was exclusively nursing, but that way I could pump some milk and Adam could do one of the night feeds, which allowed me to sleep more hours and us to divide and conquer. And I'm so grateful that we did it that way. The bottles that were recommended to us are called Dr. Brown's. They're super common. They're super affordable, but they make so many different kinds of bottles. I would say ask your mom friends what they use, but know that not every baby loves every bottle. So you might want to have like a few options and then get more of different sizes of nipples and things like that once your baby um, decides which one they like basically. And then don't forget a bottle brush. So they have sustainable options for this, but just basically a brush scrubber that goes clean the inside of the bottles for you. And it's not something you're going to use on your own food. This is really important. You keep baby stuff separate. And while I'm on that note, a little drying rack for your bottles. We got like the fake grass um, that they sell and you can stick the bottles in and they dry really nicely. I highly recommend having something like that for your bottles. That way you keep them separate from your food products that you use. Okay, pacifier is one of those things that's totally hit or miss for different babies. Some babies love them. Some people, babies hate them. I would say to get a few options, we only bought one type of pacifier and it just didn't work for Bridger. There's a few takes on that. Some people say that um, maybe you should have them looked at by a, what's it called? Like a orthodontist for, for babies or a dentist to make sure they don't have a tongue tie or lip tie, things like that. But um, we ended up just finding a pacifier that worked really well for Bridger. Not to go too much on a tangent, but um, it wasn't what we thought at first. So just be open to that. Maybe don't register for too many or purchase too many of the same pacifier without trying them for your baby. All right, if you're going to be nursing, you're going to need uh, boob pads. I don't know what what to call them. They're reusable or disposable pads that you put into your bras because when your milk's coming in and regulating, it does not, it just leaks all the time. I wore these until Bridget was like six or seven months old. Um, some women don't leak at all, but it'd be good to have 
in case you need them (laughs) and they make reusable ones and you can also get disposable ones if you're not into machine washing them. All right. On the nursing, on the nursing side, there's so many other things I could talk about, but the two products I highly, highly recommend if you're nursing is a Haka breast pump, silicone breast pump, and some good nipple cream. Um, your poor nipples go through a lot when you're nursing and you're learning. And I would say it's actually one of the hardest parts that for me was nursing. Having this nice, I bought like this organic nipple butter that baby, it was okay if Bridger um, got some in his mouth when he was nursing basically is the thing. Uh, and it helped with cracked nipples. And there's so many other things. I'll do a separate breastfeeding and we'll go deeper into that. But nursing pads and um, a haka and nipple butter and a good nursing bra and a good pumping bra and good sleeping bra. Oh my gosh, there's so many things, but uh, don't freak out. All these things you can get from secondhand or from your registry. All right. This site, this uh, registry list has bibs on here. Baby really needs bibs once they start drooling, which can happen pretty much or never. Get a good slew of sizes of bibs and then like a silicone bib bib that catches food that is going to be your best friend and I would say get two if not three silicone bibs one you can keep in the diaper bag on the go when you start feeding baby around five months six months and then some to keep at home so you don't have to constantly wash them uh on the food on the food front high chair my suggestions for a high chair get one that has a foot plate so the baby can rest their feet that's the best and one that has a five-point harness. And then on the feeding front, I would say a few spoons, a few bowls, the silicone ones that stick to the mat um, or the place setting are great, and don't stress too much about that. You can always get these later. All right, diapers. I wouldn't like worry too much about diapers, but I definitely have some newborn in size one on hand, so you're stocked. If you want to go the cloth diaper route, I would recommend signing up for a cloth diaper service that to cleans them for you. I've never heard of a, a way a mom cleans their cloth diapers at home that sounds at all appealing, but do your uh, do your research on that and see what you find. For wipes, I think I mentioned that we use Kirkland diapers and um, Kirkland wipes, which just work really well for Bridger's bum, but they also have these water wipes that I get from Target and they're super simple ingredients and don't have any crap in them. And I really, really like them, especially on the go for eating food. And, um, they're just really great for cleaning up a mess. Um, okay. What else? A diaper bag. You might be like, why do I need a diaper bag? Do I actually need a specific diaper bag? And the answer is you really don't. If you have a backpack that has a lot of pockets in it, you could get away with that. The diaper bags, they're not anything special in my opinion. Unless you are planning on nursing and pumping for work and you need a a bag that has like a good insulator or like a, has a pouch where you can put bottles and it'll keep milk warm or cold (laughs) or warm. I, then you could go that route, but I think diaper bags are kind of silly. So get one. I, we ended up getting two and they have tons of pockets and they're great, but I probably could have gotten away with just using a regular bag. Totally up to you. All right, let's see. Um, some baby sensitive shampoo and body wash and lotion. We really like the Honest brand and Baby Organics. Uh, let's see. A towel uh, for a little baby with a little thin washcloth. The 
baby washcloths are super gentle versus like an adult washcloth. And I would say we use it pretty well to clean him. Um, clothes. I think I talked about this, but season appropriate is the best. If you can find hand-me-downs, do it. Babies grow out of their clothes so quickly and they poop and destroy so many of them that buying all fancy baby clothes, in my opinion, is just kind of like throwing your money down the drain. But it's not, it's fine to register for clothes, obviously. And you can do, um, like sets of clothes for different ages. I would register for newborn zero to three, three to six, six to nine. Just like give yourself some runway. If people really want to buy baby clothes that way, you're set and you don't have to worry. Um, every time the baby's growing that you don't have anything, if you can acquire used baby clothes, even better, even better. And then a few toys like teether toys. They make really great silicone toys and, um, thick, what's it called? Books, (laughs) thick books, board books for your baby. You don't want paper books. They're going to like cut their finger and rip the pages out anyway. Um, toys and things like this, you can definitely get secondhand books as well. But if you want to have some cute things, um, ready for when your baby comes home, totally get that. One more thing that I think is probably the most, um, resold and given away baby product on the Facebook marketplaces and the free gift, uh, baby gear exchange sites that I've found. Look for those are baby bathtubs. They're these big plastic tubs that you put in the sink if you have a sink that fits for it or you put in the bathtub and you fill with water. Babies will use them for a couple months and then they grow out of it. So maybe not something you need to buy new. They also have ones that fit into the sink for newborns that some people love. You can read blog articles about which bath stuff you actually need. We love the one that fits in our sink. We actually still use it and he's 10 months old. We just have to really watch him. But it drains out the bottom and it sits in our sink and we love bath time. Bath time has become such a great thing. It was not always fun in the beginning. So it's not fun for you at first. Um, But babies really love the warm water baths for the most part. So maybe see if a mom friend has a bathtub sitting in her, a baby bathtub that you can borrow. I just don't think it's worth buying them because I see them given away all the time and baby consignment shops don't take baby bathtubs to my knowledge. So they're just hard to get rid of and they just end up in a landfill. I wish I could have just borrowed one from a friend for the, the, this year who wasn't going to use it instead of buying a new one, but just something to consider. If you want a new one, you do you. Now, one thing I didn't touch on probably the most used thing, um, is a nursing pillow. The one I would recommend is my breast friend. It worked way better for me than a boppy pillow and a play mat. We use this play mat for Bridger for probably the most of anything that we had for him was this play mat. It's like a thick mat that you can put on the ground and the baby lays on the back or they do tummy time there and you can hang toys from it and you can switch the toys up so the baby doesn't get bored and like put little cute mirrors and stuff and they make ones that play music and this one is just a really great thing. It's a place to put your baby where you know they're going to be entertained um, and that you can like eat your meal. All right. There's so much more I could cover on this topic, but I I found that the more research I did, the more confusing it got. Just go to any blogs that you trust and just read up on products to to feel find what feels good and feels right for your family. There's no right or wrong. All the products on the market, like specifically um, car seats, have all been approved in um, all been uh, tested. Things like this. Just know that 
it is a it is a huge industry and there's companies that make products that ha- make all these claims that like you don't need a million things. You really don't. You need a safe place to put your baby. You need a way to carry your baby, a way to transport your baby in the car, some clothes for the baby and some bottles. And that's really it. Like you can go crazy and fill your house with baby containers of different kinds, but you really don't need to. So just don't feel like that pressure. I know I felt that pressure to have everything and Berger didn't even like half of this stuff. He didn't care for the baby swing or the rocker seat or any of those things. So just know that your baby might come out and just be very particular and you don't want to have too much stuff and you don't want to have too many things that you need to return when you have a little baby in your hand. So less is more. Lean into the cash funds if people want to give you gifts and you just want a gift card so you can purchase something later that you know you'll need or you find out that you need once baby's here. Do it that way. Um... I hope this is helpful and gives you a starting point to start your registry. Um, remember to get cute thank you cards so you can really thank everyone. It takes a village to raise a child. And for us, we were living really far away from all of our family and just having their support. Like I look around Bridger's nursery and his toys and things, and I know which, what, I know where everything came from and they all came from family and friends who just like love us so much and love him so much. And it just is awesome. So support your friends that are having babies. I know it seems weird, but when you're in the state of having your own baby, it means so much to get given all these things and helped out in this process. Cause it's, it's a lot. Thanks so much for listening and I will see you guys next time.